This is the Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones of MrsChristyJones.com, episode number 70. In today's episode, I'm talking about raising your faith, living by what you believe. In today's episode, I am sharing five practical ways to raise your faith this year, starting right now. Up next on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. Welcome to the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Little-Jones. I'm a relationship coach, a marriage and family champion, and the chief cheerleader for women all over the world. The Wife Wisdom Podcast is a real conversation designed to help you cultivate the heart of a wife. If you are single and desire to be married, if you are newly married and want to thrive as a wife, or if you are a seasoned wife and just need a little encouragement staying a wife, you are in the right place. If you are new to our podcast, woohoo! Welcome to the family. I am thrilled that you are here. And if you are already a part of my tribe and you don't already know, I love and appreciate you. So, how do you raise your faith? How do you increase? your faith on a day-to-day basis. Well, first, let me tell you that God has given every single believer the same measure of faith. The difference between those who are really prospering and walking in their faith and those who aren't is knowing how to activate your faith and really trust God to show up. Also, when it comes to raising your faith, you have to realize that there has to be a shift in your belief system, a shift in your belief system. Because again, the way God really created us to operate in faith and in belief, we have to align with his purpose for how we should see things or how we need to approach different things. So when it comes to faith, God has already done it. I'm going to say that again. When it comes to faith, God has already done it. It is not something he's going to do. It's not something he's planning to do. It's not something that he's going to do in the future. We already have it. It is already done. That is the activation of faith believes that it's already done. It is already here. They're not looking for God to do something different. They're not looking for God to, to, um, that he's going to do it because it's already done. So when you have the faith for something, when you are believing God for something that he's already done, it's a very different shift in your perspective than be really believing or having faith for something waiting for it to happen. It's it's a very slight shift, but it is huge in the same breath because Let me give you an example. If you are on your job, you are diligent in your work ethic, you are there early, you stay late, you go above and beyond, you give 100% 
to your job. And now there is a promotion coming that you know you are perfect for. You know that this is really God's favor, his promise for you. Now it is already done. The promotion is already done. Now the faith comes in when you believe that you are going to be the one selected for the position or for the promotion, that you already know that this is something that God has planned for your life. He's already promised this for your life. And so now you are operating in faith, knowing that it's just a matter of time to receive it. Now, that's very different than if you were to be wringing your hands and, oh no, you know, I hope that the promotion doesn't go to, to Johnny or Jill over there because, you know, they've been, nope. Your faith activates in knowing that it's already done. Your faith activates in knowing that it's already done. You're not hoping, you're not wishing, you're not waiting for God to do it because it's already done. Faith also is there's a shift when you know that what is for you is for you and no one else in the entire world can take it away from you. No one. That is faith. And so I'm going to give you an example that I use a lot because it was so profound to me. So Jennifer Hudson is a singer who was on American Idol and, um, you know, she didn't win American Idol, but she was, she got towards the end and she actually, after American Idol, went to audition for a lead role in a musical called Dream Girls. Now the role she was playing or she was auditioning for was the role of Effie, which is um, one of the, the lead characters in the musical. And she never had any um, acting training. Of course, she was a singer, but she didn't have any acting tra- act at any actor training or she had never gone to school to be an actor or an actress. She just was led to go audition for this part of Effie. Now, there were over 780 other people who auditioned for this role. Over 700 people who I'm pretty sure were had been, had training in acting, had training in singing, had training, 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 right? But she had she was a singer. Now, long story short, she earned the role of Effie in Dream Girls. Mind you, she was amazing in this role. The song she sang gave you goosebumps on your cheeks. Amazing, right? This was her purpose. This was part, the faith that she needed to operate in to know that this is what she was called to do. This is who, this is what God created for her specifically. Those 782 or 84 people who auditioned, it did not matter that they auditioned because the the faith that she had for her to have this role was enough faith to manifest, so to speak, the the promise that God made with her before she was even born. And it's so, it can be so confusing if you start trying to think about it too much. 
But all you need to know is that what is for you is for you and no one can take it away. So when you, there are things that happen in your life that you're really disappointed by and you're like, oh man, I was supposed to get that job. If you were supposed to get that job, you would have had that job. Nothing can thwart the purposes of God. Nothing, not even us, right? If we are, God has a purpose and plan for your life and you make a decision that may take you, you know, may detour you from this purpose that he has for you. I promise you that there are going to be things along the detour that are going to steer you back to the original purpose for which you were born. And so we have to know and have the faith to operate in and and trusting and operating in knowing that it is already done, that it's already ours, that it's all, God doesn't have to do anything else because it was all, it's already done. It was done before you were even born. And so I want to give you a couple of really practical tips and ideas and strategies, exercises that will help you to raise your faith right now. And one of the things that I want to start with is that everyone starts with the same measure of faith. So somebody else who you feel like, oh my gosh, you have so much faith and you don't, it's only because they've exercised it. It's only because they've been feeding their faith and you haven't, maybe because you haven't, you didn't know how. And so I'm grateful that you're listening to this podcast as a way to really know practically what to do to start increasing or raising your faith. So everyone starts with the same measure of faith. Your faith grows according to what you do with it. So what you do with your faith is has everything to do with how it grows. And so God doesn't increase your faith. He's given the same measure of faith to everyone. You increase your faith by exercising it and by feeding it, right? So in, to increase your faith and or raise your faith, you need to do a few things. Number one, you need to feed your faith. How do you feed your faith? You feed your faith truth. Truth is God's word. So God's word is true. It is truth. It is truth. It is truth. So meditating on God's word is feeding your faith. It is feeding your faith when you are constantly reading, hearing, speaking, listening to the truth, which is God's word. Okay. Number one, number two, where you put your faith into practice and you exercise it, you build it up, you make it stronger. Now you could be listening to different sermons or podcasts or things like that. And okay, great. It's increasing your faith by listening, but then you don't put any of it into practice. So guess what happens? You're not exercising it. You're not building your faith. You're not growing your faith because you're not putting it into practice. So you have to do two things. You've got to feed your faith because really God's word is faith food. That is, that's, you know, if you think about it from a health perspective with you have exercising and eating healthfully. So if you are, if you don't eat healthfully, but you exercise, what, you're not going to have the results that you want or desire. Or if you eat healthy and you don't exercise, your body's going to be a little flabby and 
and not strong, right? So you have to incorporate the two. You have to exercise and you've got to eat healthfully. Same thing when it comes to faith. You've got to exercise and you've got to eat healthfully or feed your faith. And so the things that I made a little acronym out of the out of out of the word faith, F A I T H, that may help you also to remind yourself what to do in your journey this year of raising your faith. Number one is F for focus. Focus on what is true. Stop giving your power away to lies. Now, this is a big, big one in hindering your faith. When you believe a lie over the truth, it's going to affect your faith every single time. Now, there could be anything, it could be anything and everything from feeling that you're not good enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not smart enough, you're not, um, you're not tall enough. It could be anything that is going to, that is a lie from what God, from who God says you are, it's going to affect your faith. So stop focusing on the lie and start refocusing on what is true. Now, how do you find out what is true in God's word? Because in his word, he, he shows you, he tells you, and he repeats over and over and over again, who he's created you to be. And so there's got to be in, in raising your faith, you've got to create a, an intimacy, a safe place between you and God, really where you're developing a relationship with him so that you can truly hear from him. You can spend time listening to him speak to you and, you know, really even experience his presence and having an encounter with him, you've got to start somewhere and really just feeding your faith by reading his word. And there are so many different versions. I can't begin to tell you when I first started developing a relationship with God, I would one fall asleep when I was reading, (laughs) when I was reading his word, because I didn't understand it. And then two, I was reading a version that I, that wasn't really resonating with me. It wasn't resonating in my heart. So if I, I never really got into the King James version where it's the these and the thous. And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like it was not resonating with me. So I had to really start reading different versions. So I started with the NIV, the new international version. And then I went to the new living translation and, and then the message trans, the message Bible. And then now the passion translation, like there. So the Bible, the Holy Bible app or the Bible app is an amazing tool where you will able, are able to start, start from the beginning or, you know, at a time when, at the time when I was starting to really develop my walk with God, I just would pick someplace in the Bible. I would just pick something. And if I didn't understand it, I would pick someplace else. And I literally would pick something. I'm like, Oh, I like that. Or I would start with something that I knew that everyone may know, like Proverbs three, five, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding, acknowledge him in all your ways and he will make your path straight. And I might go there and start and read it in several different versions. And I'm like, Ooh, I like this one. Ooh, I like this one too. And then 
I was like, okay, well, what does this mean and how does it apply to me? And as and over time, I literally started developing a relationship. Now, how do you develop intimacy in your relationships? By spending time with that person, right? So if you want to develop an intimate relationship with someone, you cannot do it on text or via text. You can't do it where you are not spending quality time with them. So when you spend quality time with God, really trying to understand his voice and read his word and learn his word and see how it applies to you and allow God to reveal yourself to you through his word and who he's created you to be. It's an amazing journey. And so I encourage you, especially at the beginning of this year, to to make a commitment in creating a relationship and a, a deeper intimacy with you and God as you raise your faith. And so F is for focus, focus on what is true. Now, if you don't know that you're believing a lie, then share your thoughts with your closest friend or your spouse. Tell them what it is that you're, you're thinking about on a daily basis. If you're like, you know what, I just feel like I'm so stupid. Like you also, people will, will kind of, they'll give you an ins they'll give you insight to what it is that they're saying and they're what it is they're thinking. Have you ever heard someone say just in casual, you're, you guys are doing something and they do something or they make a very minor mistake. And then they say, Oh my gosh, I'm so stupid. <gasps> oh my gosh. I'm, I like cringe when I hear stuff like that. What do you, you think you're stupid because you forgot to get the milk at the grocery store? Are you kidding? Like, do you really think you're like, why would you say this about yourself? Right. And it is that literal when you're like, oh, I'm so I just I hate my lips or I hate my thighs or I you hate them, but God created them for you. Like you can't change your lips. You can't change your thighs. I mean, you know, some people do right through cosmetic surgery, but but the way God created you was for his purpose. There's a reason that you were created the way you are, the way you look, your hair, your skin, your shape, your um, height. All of that was created for a beautiful purpose. It was for him and his purpose for you and your life. I will never forget when I was in grad school, I was um, I was speaking to a group of women about weight and their their weight and healthy eating. And one of the people said to me, (laughs) we're kind of out of the blue. They were like, you know, thank you so much for not being a size zero. Right. They are like the fact that you're not a size zero talking to me about how to eat healthy and how to, um, you know, how to really learn to love your body. I really appreciate you. And there's value in what you're saying, because if you didn't, if you didn't, if you were size zero, I don't know if I could believe you. And I thought, isn't that weird? I was like, isn't that interesting? But in my mind, the very first thing I said was, ah, God created me this way for a reason. There's purpose in my size to really be able to encourage other people through my purpose. So deep, right? And so um, F is for focus on what is true. 
A, again, the acronym F-A-I-T-H, A is for attitude. Attitude is everything. If you have a negative attitude, you've got a complaining attitude, you've got a, a, you know, a judgmental attitude, no one wants to be around you. No one likes being around you. They may not tell you, but you will find yourself by yourself a lot because they don't, people don't want to be around that energy. So your attitude is energy. And so you want to keep a positive energy, a a positive attitude about your own faith. One, recognize it, recognize your level of faith. Is your faith weak? Is it non-existent? Is it mediocre? Is it, has it been damaged? Has it been bruised? Has it been broken? That is very real. You know, I have um, several women in my life that I know very well, whether they're clients or, or extended family that have believed God for something that has not come true or that has not manifested itself in decades. And it, of course, has shaken their faith. It, of course, it has even broken their faith and they've had to really go to the drawing board or really have a come to Jesus meeting, as they say, to really ask themselves, am I living my life for me or am I living my life for him? And when we make a decision to live our life for the Lord and and really walk in in a in a posture of lordship, our life is no longer our own. And so we we really have to our faith is, is challenged many, many times. Our faith is, you know, questioned. And so we've got to really develop a stronger relationship with him so that our faith doesn't, isn't shaky. Our faith is, is not double-minded, right? But that it is, it's solid in knowing that who I am and who God's created me to be is for a reason and a purpose. And I'm standing firm on that. And if God does not want me to be a multimillionaire, then that is not my purpose. If God does not want me to be whatever it is, right, that you that may have shaken your faith along the way, then when you release it and you surrender it, that also is a, is a level of faith because now you're not holding on to it needing to be a certain way or look a certain way. And when you can truly surrender and release that hold of what you think it's supposed to look like, that is faith. That is faith. And so two is attitude or A is for attitude and energy. Keep a positive attitude about your faith. Recognize it and you need to feed it daily feed it, feed it, feed it. If you don't feed it, it's going to starve and it's going to be weak. I is the third one in um, the third letter in faith. I is for intention. You must create a space for intimacy with you and God. When it comes to raising your faith, there's got to be a an expression that I use is like draws down, right? You've got to have a draws down level of intimacy with God where he already knows what you're thinking. He already knows what you're struggling with. And for some reason, it's like we don't feel comfortable in having a conversation with him or, or being really honest with him. I remember, I can't remember what it was, but I do remember the moment when I say, Lord, I don't trust you. (gasps) And I said that 
out loud in my quiet time with him. I said, I just don't trust you. Oh, now when I say it, even to this day, it makes me cringe and it makes me feel like, "Mm." but I was very real. And that's what God wants. He wants you to be real with him. He wants you to come to him with everything, with your unbelief, with your anger, with your sadness, with your discouragement, with your doubt, with your hope, with your, with your belief and your faith. He wants you to come to him with all of it. And that is what I want to encourage you to do in your, in your journey of raising your faith is to come to him with all of it with all of it, because he will reveal to you certain things that are in you that you may want to change. You may want to shift. You may want to um, eliminate. You may want to strengthen. And so I just remember that moment. And it really just took my level of intimacy to a deeper level because I was honest with myself. I was honest with him. And it was so great. It was wonderful because I felt like he didn't love me any less because I was honest and I was a little scared to be and nervous because I was like, oh, what is going to happen? And it's because I really didn't know him. I didn't know him. I didn't know that he loves me no matter what. He loves me when I'm raggedy. He loves me when I'm amazing. He loves me when um, I doubt him and everything else around me. And he loves me when I don't doubt it. And I have the utmost faith. And so to have a relationship with God and knowing that he's got your back, no matter what, you can go to him, no matter what, he's going to be there, no matter what. And um, it's it really does increase and enhance your level of faith and trust in him and with him, because you're really partnering with him as you journey throughout life. So that is I, you must create a space for intimacy with God. T or the fourth one, T is for trust. This is a big one. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he will make your path straight. I remember meditating on that scripture, Proverbs 3, 5, for years for years, I would read it in different, different versions of the Bible. I would read it fast. I would read it slow. I would put my name in the middle of the scripture. Christy, trust God with all your heart, Christy. Like really, I would, and it had, and then I would read it over again and I'd laugh louder and I would color it and I'd write it out. And I would, it was, but it was one of those scriptures that is a foundational scripture for me because If I don't trust him with all my heart, he can't make my path straight, right? He already told me what he's going to do. If I trust him with all my heart and lean not to my own understanding, not what I know, not what I think, but trust him and acknowledge him in everything that I do, he will make my path straight. So now I have a promise that if I trust him with all my heart and not lean to what I know, and acknowledge him in the process, he will make my path straight. Doors are going to open. The, 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 the attacks of the enemy are going to be thwarted. Like I, there's a promise in this truth in his word. And so that is why you have to feed your faith 
on his word because God always responds to his word, always 100% of the time, because if he didn't, he would be a liar. So when we feel like, oh, God didn't, God didn't, it's not the God because he always responds to his word. But did we use, utilize his word or did we raise our faith enough to expect him to respond to his word to manifest it in our lives? And so T is for trust. If your faith seems weak, look at your level of trust in God. If your faith is a little shaky, if your faith is like uh, lukewarm, non-existent, then how much are you trusting God? And if you are not trusting God, most likely it's because you don't know him. You don't have a relationship with him. You don't know how to start a relationship with him. All of the above. And there's no judgment here ever in any of these podcasts, any of these episodes, because 100% of the most likely I've probably been where you were, where you've been, where you're going, (laughs) where you've come from, right? Because I am um, pretty transparent with my life and um, my, the, the, my flaws, my fabulous flaws, but it's one of those things that you've got to be honest with yourself. If you don't trust God, you cannot experience the life he has for you. If you don't focus on raising your faith and stepping into what he's promised you, you're not going to be able to experience what he has for you. So raising your faith is critical. If you desire to have the life that you deserve, that you, that has been appointed to you, that has been created for you, you have to be willing to do the work to raise your faith. I'm going to share a story with you that is so deep that um, it was one of it was one of my lower, weaker, weaker faith times, I should say. But I remember I was talking to one of my best friends and um, I was panicking because there was $900 missing from my bank account. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I was panicking. There were some bills that were supposed to be coming out the next day. And she just said, you know what? Let's just, let's just exercise our faith. And I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean? She's like, let's just exercise your faith. You didn't do anything. You didn't take out that money. You didn't, you know, nothing came through the account. Okay. So $900 wasn't there. So how let's exercise our faith. I said, okay, what does that mean? How do we do that? Okay. We know that that money is supposed to be there. Yes. Okay. So we are believing that the money is there. It will be there at its appointed time for whatever reason that it's not there. We're not going to lean to your own understanding, but it, that money will be there when it's supposed to be there. And I was like, okay, I was still like, I had a lump in my throat, but I had a webinar that I needed to do. And so that took my mind off of it for about an hour. And so I literally went to do the webinar And I checked my bank account after the webinar and the $900 was there. The $900 was back in my account. For whatever reason, there was a glitch in the bank. And I was like, what? I was like, wow. She's like, because with with faith, you know 
that it's already done, right? It's already done. You're not waiting for God to do it. You've got to believe that it's already there. It's already done. What is it that you're believing for this year? What is it that you want to happen in your life? Are you wanting to get married? Then believe it. Believe that your hus- you were going to meet your husband one of these days, one of these 365 days this year, and that you will be getting married. Do you want to have a baby? Do you want to adopt a baby? Believe that it's already done. Not that God needs to do it because it was done before you were even thought of, before you were even in your mother's womb, it was already done. So you've got to really shift your mindset in thinking that, oh, God loves you or he doesn't love you, or you can do it. If you do certain something, then he'll love you and he'll bless you if you do this. No, there's no strings attached to God's love ever, ever. He loves you all, all the time, raggedy, not raggedy. And he, if when you truly grasp the concept that you, that of how much he loves you and what he would do for you and the fact that your life and the provision for your life and the promise for your life and the promotion in your life has already been done, then you're not, there's no worry in chasing it, right? There's a rest that comes over you and knowing that I'm just going to receive it because I know and I believe that I'm getting married this year. And so, you know what? I'm going to rest and receive that I'm getting married this year. And so God, what do I need to be doing in order to align with your purpose and your plan for me getting married this year? Okay. I need you to take a cooking class and I need you to um, dress like you're going to meet your husband every single day. What would you want him to see you in every day? Those sweats with your hair in a messy bun? What do you want? How do you want him to see you every day? I want you to dress like that every day. And I want you to take a cooking class. Now, are you going to be obedient and walk in faith and believe that you heard from God and do what he told you to do and be obedient? Yes. Right. I'm answer for you. Yes. So you can do that so that you now you're exercising your faith, right? You're exercising your faith because you heard God tell you to go to take a take a cooking class and dress every single day like you're going to meet your husband. Next thing you know, you you go to your cooking class and there is this amazing man there who absolutely adores you. Right. Let me tell you. I, I love the way God works. I love the way he works and the way his, his hand is just it, the woven tapestry of how he works people and resources and opportunities into our lives is so amazingly beautiful. I absolutely love it. So T is for trust. And the last one, H is for heart. Heart, where is your heart? How is your heart when it comes to faith? Have you taken care of your heart? Have you abused your heart? Have you judged your heart? Have you neglected your heart? Or have you cared for your heart? When we care for our heart, we nurture it. We appreciate it. We value it. We honor it. We literally can heal it. We can heal it. 
as opposed to allowing the lies to infiltrate our own thoughts, our own beliefs, our own actions towards our heart, it, it, it will completely, it, it can completely um, just derail your faith. It can derail your purpose and God's promise for your life. And so there's so many things, a few things, five things that you can do to really help raise your faith right now. One, focus on what is true. Stop giving your power away to lies. Number two, attitude. Keep a positive attitude about your own faith. Recognize it and feed it daily. Three, intention. You must create a safe place of or a space for intimacy with God. Four, trust. If your faith seems weak, look at your trust level with God. Trust him with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Trust him, trust him, trust him. Fight to trust him. Fight. And when you fight to trust him, he will increase your faith because when he shows up, because you fought to trust him, automatically it's going to increase your faith. And you're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, if I hadn't trusted you, what, where, where would my life be? Right. And then five heart, where is, how are you caring for your heart? The, on the inside of your heart is belief, is hope, is confidence. But if you're not caring for your heart, then there's no room for belief and hope and confidence to enter because it's overrun or overpowered by doubt, discouragement, judgment, criticism, rejection, um, hate, um, anger, and abuse, really. And so care for your heart. Caring for your heart is going to help raise your faith because hope is will reside when you start caring for your hope, caring for your heart, hope will reside, confidence, belief will take over and push out doubt, push out discouragement, push out unbelief and judgment and rejection and, um, and discouragement and the lies that live in our hearts because we believed them because we took on somebody else's opinion or somebody else's judgment or somebody else's criticism or somebody else's opinion of ourselves. And it's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. And so those are the five things that I want to encourage you to start working on right now, to start raising your faith immediately right now. Because again, your the the focus, the first thing that really helps you to get in gear for raising your faith is to meditate or really feed your faith. Feed your faith daily. Feed it, feed it, feed it, feed it. Meditate on God's word over and over and over again. Read it through different versions of the Bible and exercise it. You want to exercise, meaning you want to be active. Whatever it is that you're reading, be active in it. So if you're reading about as a man thinketh, so is he. As a man thinketh, so is he. So if I think about this, that is what I am. If I think that I'm not good enough, that is what I am. As a man thinketh, so is he. Hmm. The power of life and death is in your tongue. So if I say, oh my gosh, you're so stupid. Mm. 
The power of life and death is in your tongue. So it's not the word isn't something to be is something to chew on to meditate on. It takes time to develop intimacy in a relationship with the Lord. It's not something that you can just add water and poof, you've got a relationship. It takes time. And so it's now is the perfect time to start raising your faith by being intentional by being focused by having a positive attitude by being intentional to create intimacy by trusting God with all your heart and really taking care of your own heart so that hope can increase and belief can increase and confidence can increase and in your relationship in your faith and so raise your faith I want to encourage you to spend time, deliberate, intentional time, raising your faith, increasing your faith by trusting God with all your heart and leaning not to your own understanding. I love you. See you next week. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I really, really appreciate it. If you are not following us on Instagram at Wife Wisdom, I invite you to join our tribe over on social media on Instagram. If you have not rated our podcast on iTunes, please do so to rate and review us. That would be awesome in helping other women find our podcast. But most importantly, I just thank you so much for continuing to be consistent and listening to our podcast each and every week, sharing this with your sister circle and continuing to just share and and send me love and encouragement and support that this is blessing you, that it's encouraging you, that you truly are benefiting and feel like you're being served through this podcast. So thank you so much for being here. I love you so much with all my heart and I look forward to connecting with you next week. Bye-bye. The Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones was created to help you cultivate the heart of a wife by giving you practical tools, tips, and techniques to live happily ever after. Well, at least most of the time. (laughs) So until next week, keep learning, keep listening, and keep love first. Bye-bye.